Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, not too big, not too small. Oh, how dare you? Of course they're still here. We, are, we have the same size stairs as you. Gnomes make good stuff. You're speaking my language. I have dreams about other things. But I can't read them. Follow Greenick to farm, then down. Goo ate straight. I told you to get groceries. I didn't know what you said. He tells this whole stupid gnomish place is old. Has made in China stamped on the back. <laughs> the pork cullis is a, is, a, is a great made out of ham. I've killed thousands of people. Maybe these are like... Uh, what are they called? Automatrons? Is that like... like Automatons. 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 Thank you. I like automatrons. The yeah. theme of this episode <laughs> is saying words bad. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is season two, episode 26, Cog in the Machine. MVP this week is Zoron, who is listening along and has just caught up to 145. You'll be here in no time. Thanks for listening, Zoron. This one goes out to you. Yeah, thanks, Zoron. All right, shall we do it? Yeah, let's play some D&D. Woo! 
Is it is it weird to like throw a YouTuber's name out there as well? Just to sort of are meta? they racist, homophobic? No, no, I don't think so. Is, is it no. us? Hitler sixty nine. <laughs> YouTuber right? anti logic. Anyways, it was. I was watching the, a couple of videos that I just co- sort of came across, and, and one was about the the sinister look behind Peter Pan, you know, and and it was sort of like the correlation between Peter Pan's like this childhood child that never grows up, and it's sort of like. I don't know what necessarily it represents, but um, I thought, oh, I'd start reading Peter Pan, the book, Peter and Wendy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what I was thinking was kind of an interesting topic was these like childhood fairy tales that seem like fun and they and they kind of feel like there's a lesson there, but they come from really gripping and gruesome histories. Oh, like you a know? grim fairy tale. Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, just before we continue on, AntiLogic is a YouTube channel. It's a 5,000 subscriber gaming channel. I don't oh. think it was that. That's they seem to play a lot of GTA 5 and <laughs> no. Battlefield 4. What yeah. if you just search? I'll do a search for it. Maybe. It wasn't that. Regardless. Yeah. You, maybe, um, maybe you just like zoned out one day and you're like, oh, Peter Pan. There is, what is AntiLogic? That's what got 93,000 subscribers. That's the one I watched. Ah, what is Anti-Logic? Ah. But no, it was sort of sort of interesting. I guess Peter, Peter Pan, what I, I thought was kind of interesting. It wasn't like actually a person, but it, it represented stealing childhood. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. no, 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 for sure. My favorite example of this in the fairy tale realm comes from Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. One of the spookiest fairy tales in my opinion on its face because i mean it's about like cannibalism yeah. and stuff and getting lost is in it? the woods right? oh yeah i guess it is right they eat the kids but- <laughs> it's not cannibalism if you're eating children though <laughs> yeah yeah that's like it's- they're hardly people it's comparative. They're, it's not. they're like ba- it's like veal. It's just cool, it's like veal. but like it's yeah. fine. In case you're not familiar, everything with the eats fairy down. Tale, everything <laughs> eats down. Yeah, like it's Harsh. not. You know, it's not cannibalism. It's a, a shark. Pyramid. It's a baby yeah. shark. It's like it's comedy. Just the natural order. Well, yeah. as long as it's smaller than you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. hunch down, eat down. That's why. That's why. Like my last snack with someone who was five feet tall. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in case you're not familiar, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel. Hansel? Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. Uh, it's a German fairy tale. It's about yeah. a, a a couple of kids whose parents actually bring them into the woods and leave them there. Yeah, um, it's like the lumberjack and the stepmother or something. Yes, yeah. and then they try to be able to find their way home by leaving breadcrumbs, but they come upon a house in the middle of the woods that is made of candy, and then a witch lives there she captures the children she tries to fatten up the little boy to eat him but every day because the witch is blind he holds out a bone a chicken bone yeah out of the cage to to show no i think it's like another little kid oh maybe another kid bone and she's like oh you're too small i'll have to keep fattening you up and then i think gretel pushes the uh, witch into the oven yeah Yeah. and then they they escape right yeah that's Mm. the story they don't eat her so on its face, it's already pretty grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apparently, the reason behind this fairy tale is because of the Great Famine, <laughs> uh, which happened just prior to the Black Death. Right. Um, but in 13-something, the, the 14th century, um, it was so common in the rural parts of Europe that people would be starving to death that they would often... Uh, either abandon their children in the woods so that they didn't have to feed them mm. or eat them. 
That's so this, right. When this came out, it was like social commentary of the times. It was like, <laughs> it was oh, like yeah. it's this all happened. I did to John last week. That's so funny. You got to read this. Remember when we dropped our kids <laughs> off in the woods? This is exactly the fucking thing. The only piece of whimsy was the house made of candy. And yeah. literally everything oh, else happened. Sick. I mean, I, I wonder if that, if it's contemporary to that moment or if that's something like 40 years on, people are looking right, back and right, right. like, oh, the, you like know, 25, 40 years later. That's a kid unpacking yeah. their trauma. Yeah, why yeah. was I left in the woods? Like the equivalent yeah, of like when you write like a personal <laughs> essay, like slaving over the story, <laughs> and the wife not coming in and being like, "Is everything okay?" No, I'm revealing stuff about my past. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot. All my brothers and sisters died. Totally my... true. I mean, to, to some is. extent, especially that, the candy house know, part. Mm-hmm. Hansel literally wrote that story. He's like, "Yeah, my name is Hansel. Like, this then... is my testament to my terrible <laughs> parenting and the town I grew up in." She puts the wish into the fire. Someone reads it and they're just like, ah, this is a great story, dude. He's like, no, that is true. It happened to me. It really happened. So be careful of the words. Was the house made of candy? No, that's just a metaphor for my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else was real, though. Um, Yeah, yeah, I can't think of like a fairy tale uh, per se that is like grimmer than, you know, I guess that's what you're kind of going for. But I had recently... Interesting tales, I guess, yeah. I had recently um, finally looked at uh, Frankenstein uh, for mm. something else. I'm just trying to get the research on it and trying to understand. And I never really knew the what it was about. Like, I didn't even know the actual plot points of Frankenstein. I always kind yeah. of assumed it was like classic castle, Frankenstein monster and all that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, and then it wasn't until I'm like reading, I'm like, oh, yo, this is nothing like the universal monster stuff. There's like no castle. There's nothing no. like that. It's a lot of globe trotting. <laughs> it's a me lot the- of chasing people down. There's been sort of tangential revelations that I've seen of Frankenstein's morals and themes of being like like my you know hand distance of Abbott Costello shorts and and Universal Frankenstein movies are kind of like oh Frankenstein was like a troubled monster and all that kind of stuff Mm. it's like nah he was the monster was like a terrible terrible freak that like at the end of it wanted to torture Dr. Frankenstein beyond every shadow of himself and like really? killed his wife on their wedding night and then at the end of it it all just sums down to these two people who are chasing each other and then and then dr frankenstein like kills himself uh or, or dies on the boat or something like that and frankenstein just like pushes himself off on an iceberg to like be lonely <laughs> forever because he's like no one deserves me and i was like what is this like none of this is what any wow. of the, where's the flat top the green <laughs> with the bolts, bolts in his neck which is interesting because that's that's like owned by Universal, you know that depiction of Frankenstein. That's really? owned by a movie company. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's no like you know if you want to buy that mask or if you want to feature that version of Frankenstein, that's owned by a movie company. They got in at the best time possible. Yeah, yeah like, they were like, here's this thing. Let's Franken- make a movie. Let's <laughs> just like profit off it forever. Because Frankenstein is experiencing such a cultural renaunce these days. They must <laughs> well, be making so much money. But it was interesting money. to see like how these things end up, you know, going and changing so much. And I think that's kind of in theme with what you're talking about, where you have this kind of idea, and then you know whether society or other interpretations of it just kind of run hog wild with it and end up forming a very different relationship. Uh, to to the people who are again like me seeing it at an arm's length and developing yeah. their own understanding of it. I so, so I, in in another context, I ran into that same kind of phenomenon. The, uh, I was watching an Adam Neely video about so he's this like musical YouTuber 
or musician YouTuber. Right. But he was he was talking about he was at Magfest and he went to the the eight bit big band show, which is like mm. you know, so it's it's this big band show. I don't know half the words you're saying, but I'm me in. neither. <laughs> it's great though. Rob's just saying words yeah, now. Magfest. I do. I'm following. Jazz big band concert at a convention. But the point was most of the video game music they do is from 20, 30 years ago because they had these really simple kind of um, phrasing, or maybe not perfectly simple, but phrasing that could be really easily adapted to like a jazz standard. And so there's now this whole remixing of people who know these songs from video games from 20 years ago because they're going to form this new like canon of jazz where people yeah. are reinterpreting and remixing them and and you know winning Grammys for their... the you know, Song of Storms from, yeah. from Zelda or whatever. Oh, and like, that's it's, a good one. Yeah. It's, just it's like, good. just and like then, the jazz artists would have done Lullaby and Birdland, let's say. Well, it's, and it's exactly that. And so this video goes into a lot of the parallels about how the Tin Pan Alley music that became the jazz standards really has a lot of rhymes as far as like structure and things with the music that was designed for 8-bit stuff that's becoming the jazz, the like modern standards of this like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, big band jazz movement, which is super neat. Yeah. Well, you're working within these like really tight sort of systems Mm -hmm. to like do like jazz. Jazz has like both very free form and also like kind of has rules. And so like, so when I was a kid, I had a book, um, you know, I I was, I was a kid in the 90s. So the little, the littlest Mm -hmm. mermaid Little Mermaid, oh, okay. Little Mermaid, Littlest Mermaid, Littlest oh, yeah. Pet Shop, Little Mermaid. <laughs> well, they um, had Little Mermaid, tiniest. then they had the yeah. Littlest Mermaid. You could eat sequel, that mermaid. And it went even tinier. The tiniest mermaid. An even smaller mermaid than that. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat that mermaid and it's not cannibalism. She is just a yeah. prawn. Just a I don't know why she swallowed the prawn. Um, <laughs> I guess she'll die. Little Mermaid was a thing, but I had... Someone got me like the original story, and the original story is oh. much more violent, much more weird. It involves a lot of knives. Um, and every time when she when she loses her voice to to be able to be turned into like a woman with legs, it it hurts her to walk. It feels like yeah. knives are stabbing in the soles oh. of her. Feet. It's a punishment to do that. Oh. And she and then her sisters are like, oh, you can be turned back into a mermaid and come back with us if you take a knife, you take this knife we give you and you kill the, well, I guess the Eric or whatever. Yeah, Eric or whatever the name is, the guy in the original. I don't remember if it's Eric. Um, and she goes to kill him because he's married someone else. Oh, no. And hasn't married her. And he was like, oh, I don't, this this nice mute lady, I like her, but like, we're just buds. He friends Han, Hans hard. Christian Anderson was working wow. through some stuff. To he get was. Oh, yeah. Boy, was he. And she can't bring herself to do it. So she kills herself with <laughs> the knife and turns into sea foam. And that's the ending. Classic. <laughs> and Classic sea foam ending. Children <laughs> love this. Pull that Deus Ex sea foam out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, this explains this. Uh, that's pretty wild. I feel like I feel like I had this book and I was like, this is so much more badass than the movie version. Kids love it when the protagonist is always feeling knives all over their body and has sea foam as an out. And I loved it so much <laughs> that I created a water-based character in this game. And that's True. the segue. There's the segue. Is that why you're <laughs> no, always so pissed off as Mari? Are you always walking on knives? Yeah, that's going to yeah. be part of her backstory that I'll have to work in eventually. <laughs> mm. She's she's got a rock in her shoe that she's never taken yeah. out. She's got <laughs> a secret <laughs> knife waiting for one character later on in the game Ooh, yes. and we're going to find out who yes. it is later yes wait for sweeps week when <laughs> play to find out <laughs> play to find out speaking of playing to find out let's do it yeah here we are
Deep in the earth, our party begins to explore a gnomish dungeon called Zosenbafel. After being drawn in by some kind of magical mechanical quicksand, you begin to explore the tunnels in the darkness. As we walk out and past the dead creature that was in the hall, Red just wants to bend over it and take a look at what it was. There is a discarded animal bone stripped clean of flesh on the ground here. Oh, at least it's clean. Uh, hold up, everyone. I'm getting a big rot row. Can I roll nature? You or certainly can. Anything you prefer, mm-hmm. investigate, whatever. 15. 15? This is some kind of bird bone, and there are teeth marks on it. Looks like it was discarded here after being eaten. Are there pieces of flesh on it the way you would leave if you were a humanoid eating meat? Or is it stripped completely clean as if you were an animal and you ate cartilage and everything? It's Not to say it's dainty, <laughs> but you know, like if, if a goblin would eat it, it would probably leave the last scrappings and just toss a little bit because they're kind of lazy. Well, not lazy. I don't want to start wow. disparaging wow. goblins. Wow, how dare you? <laughs> Still whole what are you saying? people. <laughs> Fuck goblins. <laughs> Red is just a racist. Dorian is just right there. 120 episodes. Mm-hmm. In. Turns out it's just mean as hell. Like I want to know, I kind of just want to break down if there's any way to decipher whether this was a humanoid that ate it or if it was a creature, like an animal. Not really clear to you. Okay. But it looks like something definitely enjoyed a snack down here. Well, uh, we might not be alone down here, so let's be cautious. Something definitely ate the meat off of this bird creature. But like a small bird. Yeah, like little. We're not, ta- we're not talking a falcon. Okay, so. <laughs> well, Falcons yeah. are pretty small. Yeah, let me rephrase. Not like a pterodactyl or something. <laughs> it's not a bird. <laughs> well, I think birds are no, no, it's, it's a flying squirrel. It's, it came yeah. down here. That's yeah. right. Potato. So like not a, a chicken bird, really? or an ostrich. Yeah. Not, a not a griffin. As Red spends some time looking at this uh, snack, everyone else moves west, I suppose. Well, I said hold like, on. I hope people aren't walking. It would be so rude to leave me alone. Mario waits for Red while he's while he's peering at the bone, and, and while he's doing that, she uh, she reaches into her bag and she takes out. That's so nice of you. Something that hasn't made an appearance yet, and that is the moon sickle. Moon sickle yes. sounds tasty. Which sounds, sounds very. I was going to say very refreshing. What the hell is that? It's my sickle, and I think uh, it might be useful maybe at some point. What does it do? Red pops up and like looks at it. I mean, it's it's a blade. It's a blade, and she takes the little piece of bone and she like slices across it, and it you know takes a like little snick. It just takes a piece off, but the blade glows a little bit, like the moon is shining on it, even though obviously there's no light down here. Wow, cool. Is that a magic weapon? Yes, yes, it is. <gasps> Cool. You've been holding out on us, Mari. I have right. been. So, right. But she's, uh, yeah, so it very, very lightly just sort of glints as if like starlight or moonlight is somewhere around it, even though it's not. Neato burrito. All right. Good to know. Finally, you have some weapons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, something They've cool. Been here the whole Don't worry, time. guys. <laughs> yes. Also, in a meta thing, it does, it does give me bonuses on things. So if I'm holding it. Oh. So. Well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good that you finally decided to use it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Red says that with a genuine kindness. Meanwhile, Doran and Jack, you come to a rectangular room through which runs a jointed metal pattern on the floor. Huh. 
On the south side of the room, the metal pattern disappears into a small, dark opening. And on the north side, more of this shiny chromium gravel seems to have accumulated against another opening. So it seems like you've found the beginning of this rock stuff. So is it it like a conveyor belt? Yeah, it is like a conveyor belt. Okay, so they're moving this... Mm-hmm. Maybe they're There's moving this chromium? There's a metal platform that hangs from the ceiling mm. on chains that have small stairs that ascend up one side and descend the other side. Looks like it's used as an archway over this conveyor belt. So it would allow people to kind of come and go as the belt is moving. Hmm. So how small are the stairs? Like, Pretty are they small. Clearly like gnome <laughs> stairs. Yeah, they are. They they would be a little bit small for you, but much more comfortable for your stride compared to some of those stairways that you're usually heading up and down. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I I uh, <laughs> I never really considered the fact that uh, dwarves don't have smaller stairs. We we have the same size stairs as you. Uh, but when I look at these, <laughs> they're kind of cute. They're all gnome stairs. Look, <laughs> yeah, you know, I convenient. I, I don't know, I thought they were medium-sized stairs. You know, not too big, not too small, but maybe that's just a my own I perspective. St- I can step up four of these in one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just doing that up and down, like, check it out. Doran's getting a real <laughs> tickle. Look, Doran, we don't make you feel bad about your size. Let's not start bashing the gnomes. We haven't even seen them yet. And they could be watching. Yeah. Do you think they're even still here? Of course they're still here. Well, What do you think ate that chicken bone? I'm not afraid of a gnome. I'm You're not afraid of no gnome? I'm not afraid of no gnomes. No, well, I don't think gnomes are bad. So maybe this is some sort of Doran looking at the chromium building up on the that that's sort of still sitting on this conveyor. Maybe maybe this was some sort of a chromium mine. What was it called? A, a Zeisenfeifers? A Ziffelbeth. That, that's so close. Shockingly close. Uh Zosenbaffle, but Oh. He's patronizing you. Wow. Stroopwaffle. Oh, yeah, no, sounds delicious. Toaster strudel. <laughs> Something about contriving and innovating and all of that. Yeah. I mean, it does remind me a little bit of Mirabar and all the like metal works down under there. It's, it's you yeah. know, got some, some a gnomish flair to it for sure. It reminds me of the end times. Mm. The end of what? Wait, do, do you have like prophetic mm. dreams of the apocalypse? No. I have dreams about other things. But no, in tabaxi culture, we all have our world ending stories. Tabaxis have one. You seek too much knowledge and it ends up ruining you. Yeah. So the doors have something yeah. similar too. You seek too much bland stew and it ends up ruining you? <laughs> Funny. It's hard on the no. digestion, surprisingly. <laughs> you don't seek stew. bland stew, it seeks you. <laughs> you dig too deep and you hit the, the molten core of the of the world. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. eats you up. That's a theme that we see time and again, for sure. Life yeah. as we know it. <laughs> Basically, seeking too much knowledge is your downfall. Anyway, I'm curious what's in this room. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you continue west. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what. Let's see what's hanging over. Cool. One door hangs from its hinges, and the other lies on the floor. Beyond, this small room is wrought from some silver-colored metal. Hmm. Who's the first person to step into this room? Rob and Red. Jack and Red. Yep, I think Rob's not playing. Sorry, Jack and Red. Rob's not in the game. Let's Only roll and see whoever gets higher, just straight oh. up. And that person walked through. I, I mean, I, I think oh, there's. I got a natural 20. Jack was about to put his foot down, and Red 
uh-huh. dekes by him just to be the one to have it a hair ahead of him. Yeah, but I'm guessing this yeah. is a punishing thing. So I was going to let fate uh, oh. die decide because I'm guessing this is going to be a uh-oh. Red, so- stepping into this room, you perceive a slight shift under your feet as if the room has just moved barely. uh And I take a step back. You do. Mm. What happened? The, mo- the floor moved. It might not be secure. Is it an elevator? Hmm. That's what I was going to say, too. You wouldn't know what that is. No. It's an uppy-downy wiggle. Well, I mean, but you ever, you've ever you never built one into a tree where you have a little transporter and a, like a rope and pulley system? Built one what? What are you talking about? Like, no one a, knows what word you A use. giant dumbwaiter. What are you calling me? It's a lift. <laughs> is it a lift? Just wait. We would have a thing where we would build them and we would call them elevations and you would build them in the trees and you would have like a pulley system. You can get up into the canopy to harvest fruit. Oh, yeah. None of that explains why I stepped on this and the floor moved down. That's a good point. I, I, I hear what Mary's <laughs> saying. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a lift that we, that we would use in, in our You keep caves. using that word as if it's supposed to mean something to anybody. No one here <laughs> knows what you're talking about and everybody's nodding along understanding. I love the idea that Red just distrusts elevators. We're all confused. Doesn't know what <laughs> Now, we'll find another way down. Let's go. And Red turns around <laughs> and starts walking away. Now, now, Red. Come on. Don't don't be afraid. And now Doran's what? like got his arm and he's kind of starting to pull him a little bit. Like mm-hmm. a... What are you doing? Is that only because you want to be in the meme where D&D podcasts don't know what elevators are? Wait, is that a meme? <laughs> is there a meme? There's like a three or four different D&D podcasts that all encounter an elevator and they're like, I've never heard of an elevator before and then go to excruciating oh, no. detail explaining no, what an elevator be a is. Part of that. Because Do it's... you want to be a part of that, Jack? Or Rob? No, I, I just, I thought, I thought Harlan okay. was referencing it. That's No. Now I thought I we were being fun. I thought I was Let's being fun. Let's not jump on that. Elevator bandwagon. <laughs> can I still be scared of an elevator, though? Of course you can. Hey, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Like. Just be like, oh. Ugh. Come on. I don't know. It feels very like animal-like to be like, I don't trust this thing. It's moving in a weird way. Let's find another way. Come on. I think elevator, the word, is very human. We should, like, very... It's, we should stick with lift. lift. Let's do something. Let's do something archaic. The modern thing they call it in England. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. An uppy downy. Fair enough. I'm not getting in that thing. I don't know what it is. Let's find another way down. No, no, Red. Come on. What? What are you we, doing? Stop pulling me. Well, we can just... You won't know until we try it. Now, come on. I don't understand why you feel so confident about this thing. I don't, but there, there's no way to know until we try it. And I am you dragging you on? No, Gnomes make good stuff, Jack says as he steps on and starts looking around trying to figure out... Gnomes make good stuff. <laughs> ...what this is. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Quote of the episode. <laughs> Gnomes do stuff good. Gnomes make good stuff. He's trying to just convince himself this is fine and Red's overreacting uh, as he tries to look around and see what's going on. I like to check the wall on the outside. Everyone can look around mm. just outside of it to see is there is there any marking on the outside? Is there any sort of like... How do you function it? Yeah. Lever, pulley, anything. There's nothing on the outside. No. On the inside, the walls of the room bear marks of abuse. Dents and scratches mar the metal as if some battle occurred here. There's a silver fan on one side. Underneath that, there's a small switch. And crumpled in one corner, there's a piece of dirty parchment. Ew. Paper? Maybe somebody wiped their butt. Yeah, go, 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 read, go read it, Jack. <laughs> go read it. We'll wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're speaking my language. Jack snaps his fingers, and the paper uncrumples itself in the air and flies toward him so he can have a look at what it says. <laughs> and it hits him in the face. Tell him, make it hit him in the face. You still have um, comprehend languages? Actually? I do. I think it's 10 minutes. You have to touch the paper. Touch it. Touch the brown spot. 
Yeah, I'll I'll let the paper you know float to me, but then like land in my hand so I can touch it. It's gross. Yeah, it's a gross paper. Yes, <laughs> you have to touch it. Ooh, slimy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack, you read the following in a goblin script. This says, Greenick tells this whole stupid place is old, is broken. Follow Greenick to farm, then down. Goo eight strike. Man, this. Syntax is so interesting. Uh, what? No one knows what you're saying. What? Well, I mean, what's it say again? Uh, and Jack takes the paper over to door and it sort of shows it to him. It says, "I think this is saying Greenek tells the whole stupid gnomish place is old is broken." It's interesting they don't have another word there. Uh, and then follow Greenek to farm, then down goo eight strike. Doran's just like standing there nodding. I can't. I can't really read. Goo? Oh, come on! It's easy. <laughs> Gink tells this whole stupid gnomish place is old. Is broken. Followed Neek to farm, then down. Goo eight strack. Goo. It's obvious. I might not get a lift, but I'll get how to read disjointed, illogical sentences. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for Doran to recognize Goblin because you speak that, do you not? Oh yeah, yeah. Do I you? do. Yeah. No, I don't well, speak then... it. No, I've been learning it. I was learning. Oh, it many yeah. years ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, sorry, no. Oh, okay. I, I think it was we just, made it a was... bunch of jokes in the early episodes about how he had a goblin wife, but he didn't but speak he did. goblin, and that's why they had so many fights. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I told I, you I mean, to get was... groceries. I didn't know what you said. Their language was love. <laughs> he was reading part of it in the dream, which is why I only thought he might recognize and say, oh, that's goblin. Right. React, yeah, 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 oh, that's yeah, not yeah, goblin, yeah. which is what I was expecting. Okay, but I will do if, that. There's no door in yeah, reaction. Right. Oh, hey, yeah, that's goblin. Uh, but I can't read goblin. Uh, well, you could tuck you that in there. It. That's good. Uh, be on the lookout for some goo, which seems like good advice generally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, to the farm, then down is where this person left a note. Maybe maybe Red's right. Should we check the other end of the hallway? I mean, we took a left when we came in, but maybe we should go to the other end of the hallway first. Yeah. Sure. To make there's, sure that bang. we're not there's a, there's a switch, but I don't trust turning on a switch out of nowhere. Sorry, Red. I just see. That's all right. Just occurred to Sometimes me. Sometimes fear makes sense. Noticing a trend, every time Goblin comes up, Doran goes the other direction. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's something there. But also, I want to just roll perception to see if there's any secrets in this place. Ooh, there's fun. like a wall to the south here that, like, I would know layout wise. This room leads into that room. I want to just poke around, see if there's any secrets. Uh, I've been playing too much Doom. That's a twenty-six. Ooh. Mm. No secrets here. Um, you see that this conveyor belt is clearly old, but that is indeed its use. And it seems like the hole in the wall is probably large enough for like a small mammal to fit through, but definitely too small for you. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I'll just, while we all mosey over the East Room, I'll head back to the first room and, and then do the same thing. I'll just keep a keen eye to look for any, you know, mismatched stonework and anything that might say treasure lies here nice meanwhile you head to the east you find a large square room that houses a statue in an alcove at each of its corners hmm. a short corridor leads to the north and is barricaded by a heavy iron portcullis beyond which you can see a great open room. The hall also continues to the east, down a flight of stairs, and winding away to the north and south out of sight. Okay, hmm. let me um, do the audience a little bit of a favor. Can you define porculus for us? 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like a like a gate that goes up when you open it. Ah, like a oh, big oh, oh, metal porculus. Gate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's portculus. Yeah. Isn't it? I yeah. like to say portculus. Sure. Because it makes but it's me feel port fancy. With tea, isn't it? It's one. Of, yeah, yeah. Portculus. Alex said pork. pork. <laughs> the portculus no is, a, is, a, I mean, is a great made out of ham. I was yeah. going to say, I thought it was going to be a ham. Joke. <laughs> I Porkless. suffer. Pork cutlet. <laughs> I yeah, suffer I from cutlet. the disease pork. where you read a lot and then you don't hear words. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. It's, that's another one I trip up over all the time. Portcullis? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Fuck off. Me too. Well, I, like, I don't know. I don't even really like, know that it's portcullis. I, I trust the port part because it means door in French, but the, re- the sure. second part, don't know. What's how do you say archipelago? <laughs> Is that how you say it? Archipelago. Archipelago. See, that's one of those and words. I still say decal when it should be decal. You know what? We're all flawed. Archipelago. Humans. Archipelago. Archipelago. That's an American Canadian yeah. thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, because my my grandfather was big into making tra- model train stuff, and he went into the states looking for decals and or decals, and they're like, no, 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 decals? you need decals. The, yeah, we don't have decals here. I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds dumb and wrong. Yeah, we have decals I mean, in Canada. You guys are just giving me like flashbacks to work right now because I have to <laughs> think about words like data versus data and how you say the word grocery or grocery or something like that and like grocery stuff <laughs> like schedule. <laughs> These are things I have to think about every time someone does auditions. Schedule. Go to work. Uh, You're at work. No, You're at no work. work. No. Nightmare, nightmare. Oh, no. no, this is work now. <laughs> Let's yeah. open so. that pork culus. Pork cutlet. Cool. Open, open the, oh. open the ham grate. No. How are you going to do it? Oh. Jack's never seen a statue. We didn't want to go investigate have closer. Have you ever heard the story yeah. of Darth Porculus? Jack. <laughs> Jack. These statues are fanciful workings made by skilled hands. The figures are carved and clothed from a metal with a blush blue color, each representing four different gnomes dressed for battle. Doran, you go over to the port Culus. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Doran kind of goes up. He looks through the gate, the grate. Mm-hmm. This, this great gate. The room <laughs> beyond seems very similar to the room that red is in currently the, which i will call cog room 1 <laughs> for oh, simplicity's so sake <laughs> cog room 1 where you see a, a similar floor that gives way to a grate and then if you were able to move further into the room you could definitely imagine yourself seeing similar cogs and wheels but you can't cuz there's a door in the way mm. Doran tries to lift it like just pull the door up manually. It's super, super heavy. Try to, I mean, make a strength check for me. That's gonna be a brrr, fifteen. Yeah, you can't do it. It's too heavy. <gasps> Red enters the room after having checked everywhere for secrets. You didn't see any secrets, Red. What's Doran trying to lift, and why is it so heavy? I can't get it. Nope. What were you looking for? Our oh, secrets. Places like this are often filled with tiny little crevices and holes that you can open and find gold in. Can I do a perception check and then hopefully there's something here so that I can feel really smart? <laughs> sure. You're pretty wise. You got this. 18. What are you... You're perceiving the the walls specifically? Is there anything... Uh, yeah, is there any... Just trying to make me feel dumb. Yes. I see what you're doing. <laughs> She's Mari's, Mari, Mari's peering we around friends. to see if there's anything... Is there, is there anything up with these statues? Mm. Like, do they move? Could you, like, move? Is there anything, like, like a joint on them or anything? Definitely worried one of them's going to come alive any minute now. Yeah. Does anything seem up with these statues? Do you touch a statue? I touch the hand of one of them. Ooh, you do. Yeah. Mari, 
you push against the hands of one of the statues and you find that the fingers are jointed. You're able to open and close the hand at will. Yeah, like that. That's how you find secret rooms. Is it metal or stone? It's metal. Okay. Red, as you come around the corner to check out Mari's statue, you see that there is a glint of steel on the floor beside her foot. Looks like you found a spring-loaded knife sprung from its sheath, and it doesn't have a spot of rust on it. Hmm. Hey, look! Oh, watch that. I called it. <laughs> a spring-loaded knife from its yeah, sheath? Yeah, so it's a spring-loaded knife, but it's sprung like a open. a switchblade? Yeah. Yes. Ah, it's a, it's an open switchblade. Switch okay. Look! And Red picks it up. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a hey, switchblade. Hey, careful with that. That's sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I've killed thousands of people. Yeah, but... And you tell me I need to be careful. Ow! I know humor, Alex. Don't worry. <laughs> you and I are the, we literally said the exact same time. That's I the know, funniest part. Um, yeah, Red cuts himself. Ow. What's well, nice, though. It's very nice. It looks gnomish, I presume? No. <gasps> Wait a minute. This doesn't look gnomish at all. This is like a marketplace. It's not from like a strip mall knife store, you know, but it's like... <laughs> mall ninja shit. Has made in China <laughs> stamped on the back. It's nothing special, but it it is, you know, new. I like this. Red folds it up and he tucks it in his boot. You know, for the amount of times that I get kidnapped, I feel like having one of these up my sleeve would be very useful. Sure. How many times have you been kidnapped? Well, you and I got kidnapped. Yeah. We woke up in jail once. Yep. I swear at least I've done it once more in this show where I've woken up in a cage or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on that same episode. Uh, <laughs> Doran, Jack, what are you guys up to? I am would like to roll a perception. I'm going to walk up to one of the other statues that uh, Mary's not at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see, I see her move the fingers. But Doran's now more thinking that maybe these are like... Uh, what are they called? Automatrons? Is that like... like Automatons. 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 Thank you. I like automatrons. The yeah. theme of this episode <laughs> yeah. is saying words bad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, uh, like Transformers or something, right? Automatrons. Like, like a fancy Transformer is the automatron. <laughs> so um, that's what I'm going to roll. To see if it's an automaton? Yeah. Or, or like down that path. I kind of want to see, are these just statues or is there more to them? Hmm. Roll an investigation for me. So that's going to be 10. Yeah, you're not able to tell. But they're statues of people? Gnomes. Oh, gnomes, okay. They are dressed for battle. Jack's hoping to start with this door and see if he can figure out, is there a mechanism locking it down? Is there a trigger that opens it? Is there something spring-loaded? Just trying to peer in every crevice and nook around there to see if he can see anything or any, any strange patterns in stone coming up to it to figure out if there's a mechanism to open this door. Roll investigation for me. 23. There's nothing around the door that would suggest like you have to step on pattern of stones or anything, but it does seem strange. There's no keyhole. There's no lever. There must be some kind of mechanism. You would assume close by that would open this door. I try to press down just to see if it's one of those doors you need to press down to unclick and then it springs up. (laughs) No, it doesn't work. God damn it. It's a push, not a pull. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, exactly. You're no, right there, Jack. I just—it's such a cool place. I don't know where to start looking next, Red. It's uh, these stairs over here. Just as you begin to head down the stairs, Red, you're interrupted by the distant, eerie sound of far-off laughter. Apparently, you aren't alone down here, after all. 
again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Alexander, Amanda Kitchener, Anne, Artistic Witch, Braden, Brian Blass, Brianna Weber, Michael Weber, Bryn Marie, Cecil Lee Wilson, Cherry Rose, Creature, Cytosine, Daniel, Haley, Harpo the Marks, Jay, JD, Joy, KR, KM, Cade, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the Left, Lead, Mari Kaniski, Matilda Rushing, Melissa, Melon, Michelle Kahn, Moss, Nimble Dingo, Reagan, Ren, Roberta, S-Ray 96, Tama, Tara, Trapper 939, Xander, and Zach. Oh, thank you so much. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, no, I was doing that. When you do that, you need to do it in character. Out of character. Burp and go, excuse me. You always do that and I have to cut them. But if they're in character, it makes perfect sense. Noted. I will do that next time. There will be another one. Well, now just say, excuse me for Doran. Oh, excuse me. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.